Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 160 and session number 45 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. You submit them via voicemail and I answer them. And I love doing these, as you guys hear me say all the time, as I'm usually sitting here with a cup of coffee. Today, I'm sitting with a glass of water uh, <laughs> a little bit later in the day that I'm actually recording this episode. So the coffee's already gone. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm sitting here with a nice glass of cold water, but it's freezing out. But uh, yeah, I drink cold water. So cold water and uh, getting ready to hang out with you guys and actually answer your questions that were submitted. And I really look forward to this. Now, I did want to uh, say that I have a great voicemail that someone sent me uh, that I wanted to share with you because it really pumps me up to be able to hear this. And uh, just you guys in the Facebook group and everything, when you guys are are talking about what you're doing, even if it struggles, and then from there you were able to achieve you know, uh, you know, a learning lesson from that struggle and then turn that around. I love hearing that stuff. So keep that stuff coming too. I really do appreciate that. And it pumps me up to know that you guys are pumped up. So, uh, yeah. So I want to share that one with you first before we go ahead and dive into today's questions. Before I do though, I wanted to remind you, if you wanted to submit your own question, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and you can leave me a voicemail there. Just leave your first name and where you're tuning in from and then your your uh, short answer or your short question, not your answer, your question, and I'll go ahead and I'll try to get it aired on the show here. All right. So again, that's the amazingseller.com forward slash ask. Keep them coming and I'll keep answering them. All right. So let's go ahead and listen to this quick little, this little uh, nice little story that was submitted by Mark and um, I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. Hey, Scott, it's Mark Nelson in Spokane, Washington. Hey, I thought I'd send you a good news story. Uh, I've been studying you for about a year now, and I finally decided to take action, as you say. Uh, my wife and I didn't have a ton of extra money, so we bought a $1.45 item from AliExpress. We spent about $75 to get 50 units of our first product in, and uh, because the product was cheap enough, we didn't even get a sample. We just ordered it. We picked that product because it had well over a thousand reviews and it was almost all five star. So we've been selling them for $6.99 and our sales have been better than we had expected. Now we're almost out of inventory. So we actually raised the price to $9.99 and our sales have not slowed down. Actually, they've gone up. Um, so we only make a few bucks each sale, which isn't that much, but it does prove to us that the system works. Uh, the Amazon app uh, shows a steady incline in sales for the past month, and I probably check it 10 times a day. I'm a little bit addicted. Um, so we quickly went back to AliExpress. We doubled our order, and uh, also we found another supplier on Alibaba who's selling the same product for less money, and it actually appear, appears to be a superior product. So that shipment should arrive this Monday. Uh, again, on Alibaba, I only reviewed the pictures and descriptions of the product, but it was only 250 bucks for a first order, and uh, we should be making even better margins in the first project uh, product. So uh, that supplier also has a couple other samples that they're sending me in the mail and that same niche to extend, uh, expand our product line. I just want to give you a small success story and say thank you for what you're doing. Your advice and enthusiasm has got us to this starting point. And uh, I was happy to see that this business is real and it doesn't take a genius to get started and to compete with the big guys. So thanks for all you do and press on, my friend. 
Well, hey, Mark, that's awesome, man. I really appreciate you uh, giving me that update. That gets me really, really excited for you and to be able to share that with others to know that, you know, you didn't really start with a lot, right? I mean, so many people contact me and they're like, Scott, how much do I need to get started? Do I need like a thousand? Do I need 5,000? Do I need 20,000? Like, what do I need to get started? And I don't think there's one, there's one answer to that. I don't think there's one right answer, I should say, to that question. I think it's, it's, uh, you know, whatever you have available, that's what you should be doing, right? You should be trying to find a way to, well, I'm going to say it here, take action or hashtag just start. That's my new hashtag, by the way, because it, it really is about just getting the momentum started and learning the process. So if it's retail arbitrage right now, then do retail arbitrage. Even though I didn't do retail arb doesn't mean that I don't suggest that people do it that don't have the funds to get started or the means to get started. Just get started, right? So just start, hashtag just start, right? <laughs> that's it. And hashtag take action, right? So that's, I, I really, really just need to stress that. And by you, Mark, submitting this voicemail really shows that just getting started can work, right? And and that's really what I wanted to share here. So anyone out there listening and they're saying to themselves, I just don't know. I don't know if I want to do this because of X, Y, and Z. Ask yourself what the X, Y, and Z is. And if you want to do this bad enough and you want to get started, then just start, okay? Just start, all right? So, all right, that's that's great. I wanted to share that. I think that is so awesome and I'm really excited about that. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into today's questions. I can go ahead and start answering these and then you guys can get on with your day. All right. So let's listen to the first question and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, how's it going, man? Um, my name's Ali and uh, I'm reaching out to you from Ontario, Canada here. Um, first of all, I just want to say, man, that it's awesome the amount of um, valuable content that you put out there for free. Um, I'm actually, I'm really happy that I found you on the internet. And, um, you know, I, I'm not a, a member of the class yet, but uh, as soon as I can afford it, I, I will be. Um, you know, the, 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 the free content is amazing. And uh, it have taught, it, it's taught me a lot. And I've learned a lot just by listening to you. Um, I really, really want to pull a trigger on this. Um, I just, I just had a, a, a few questions or a couple questions. Um, for instance, uh, I'm in Canada, so um, I, I was wondering, is there any way to know what the uh, shipping cost would be if I had a product sent to me from China to my house and then to uh, to the United States? What would it cost me from Canada to the U.S.? Um, is there any way to f uh, figure that out? Also, um, my next question is, um, it's not a fair question, but that's where I'm at right now, so I'm going to just fire away here. Uh, you know, what if you only had like a thousand bucks to play with, um, you know, to invest in your business? Um, because that's where I'm at right now. I already got the Jungle Scout and uh, the, the uh, Chrome extension and also the web app. Now, um, you know, I only got a thousand bucks and I'm, I can't wait. I want to do this. So uh, my question is, uh, you know, if you were in that situation, knowing what you know now, how would you really stretch that thousand bucks to, uh, I mean, from uh, sourcing a product from China, have it shipped from China to you, to uh, Canada and from Canada to the uh, Amazon uh, FBA warehouse? How would you go about doing that? Um, you know, um, even if it's not uh, 
going to be like explosive at first, but at least setting up a foundation to move forward on, um, you know, with, with just a thousand bucks. Can you make it happen pretty much? Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I want to know. And that's where I'm at right now. Um, hope to hear from you soon and, uh, you know, just keep up the good work, Ben. Um, good luck to you and, uh, hope to hear from you. Bye. Hey Ali, thank you so much for the question. And you know what guys, I didn't even plan that to have, you know, Mark's uh, little audio clip there and then talk about just starting and all that stuff. And then Ali, you know, you come in and then you ask the question of kind of like, you know, I've got like this certain amount of money, you know, what should I do? If you were to start all over again and you didn't have, you know, a lot of money to start and you had a very limited budget, like what would you do? Uh, you know, I'm glad that you asked this question, actually, and I'm glad that I placed it right here. And I didn't even intend on doing that, guys. It just kind of happened. So I guess it was meant to be. So my answer to, well, first off, before I give you my answer, let me just say thanks for being a listener and thanks for all the kind words. I I truly appreciate that. And it, that's what keeps me going, guys. Like knowing that you guys are listening and knowing that my voice, um, you know, gets into your ears and from there motivates you and, and kind of gets you through maybe a tough spot or gives you that you know, that encouragement, that means everything to me, you know, and I didn't realize that until I actually met people in person that were TAS listeners back in August, I believe it was in Texas and being able to look into the mic now and know that you guys are on the other end. It just, it really does mean a lot. Uh, so I appreciate that. All right. But here, let's answer your question. If I was to start all over again and I had a thousand dollars, the first thing I would do just like you, and I would invest it into probably jungle scout, and, uh, and I would, I would start there. That would be like my first tool because I gotta, I gotta have a shovel if I want to dig, right? So I, I, I need that. I mean, I can dig with my hands. It's gonna be a lot harder and you could manually do that with a rock and all that stuff, but a tool is going to make it a lot easier. So I'm going to have to get a tool. So the tool of choice for me for finding a product and doing that research is going to be Jungle Scout. Okay. And so, you know, I'm going to tie up a, a couple hundred bucks there. Let's say, let's just say I, 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 uh, leave $200 for that budget. That leaves me with like 800 bucks. Right. So now with that money, I would probably, honestly, I would do one of two things. I would either do this and I would play around with this in my own mind. The first thing is I would either just go do retail arbitrage or I would look around my house, my apartment, whatever. And I would see what I had laying around that I wasn't using that I could go ahead and turn around and sell on Amazon. And I would start to try to get some money coming in, but also start learning that process. That's how I would do that. Okay. And I would also probably go into Target and then I would look at their closeout. I would go into Kohl's. I would go into, you know, any Lowe's. I'd go into any place that was a big box type store and I would start to see if I could find stuff and do the whole retail arbitrage thing, at least in the beginning, just to start the process. So I don't have to wait for a product. I don't have to wait for samples. None of that stuff. I can just get going because I've got a limited amount of money and I want to get started because I'm very antsy and anxious and that's just me, right? So that's probably what I would do. Now, the other part of that that I would start thinking in my head is maybe, just maybe, I'm going to go ahead and do the AliExpress model. And maybe I'll do, instead of doing like a cheap product to begin with, because if I had a little bit more money, I think I would do the cheap product because I think it would be a little bit harder um, in the beginning, even though a lot of people that have listened to the podcast have done that, I think I would take a different approach. I would probably look for something a little bit more on the expensive side between like 35 and $55, something that I could turn more of a profit from just selling one versus having to sell 10 or 15, right? 
So I would almost do like the Taysen Whitaker model, which, uh, which was basically going ahead and buying something that was a little bit more expensive. I think he bought his first product for like 75 or a hundred bucks. Um, and then he was selling it for like 160, something like that. Now, the problem with that is, is it probably will be an oversized item. And then from there, I'm going to have to start thinking about, okay, well, now when I do want to scale this thing up, I got to figure out this whole, you know, shipping by sea and freight forwarding and all that stuff. But I don't know if I would worry about that because I would just want to see if this product or this, this market would be into this thing. And then I could also make some money without having to do a huge promotion because again, I would be looking at Jungle Scout. I'd be looking at the web app. I'd be looking at if I could find products that were under optimized, that were still getting, you know, three, four, five sales a day at a higher price point, because then I'm only having to sell three or four versus 10 or 15 or 20. Um, so that's probably what I would do if I had that small limited amount of money. And if I went AliExpress and I bought that item, I could probably have it in a few days. And it, yes, it wouldn't be totally customized, but at this point, we're finding products that aren't really deep in the market for people just going out there and buying cheap products and trying to sell them. Now, I do believe if you have more money, you have more of an opportunity to test that by going out and, and ordering, you know, over 50 items of each and then running a promotion for each and then being able to kind of validate the product that way. But that's a whole nother thing. So again, I'm just thinking out loud here, guys. And this is kind of like how my, my brain works. So the very first thing I'd be thinking of is, okay, what can I do today? Well, I can go to a department store today with my phone and scan some items and see if I can find some stuff that I could put in stock. And then also, here's another little thing that I just thought of, just thought of this. The other thing I could start doing now is while doing that, I'm also going to start seeing that there might be a market for these types of products. Then I can start thinking, can I private label something that's similar to this? Obviously, if it's not patented or, you know, a huge name brand or anything like that, but, or maybe an accessory that went around this product that I, that I went and I did a retail arb thing for. I think people that have done retail arbitrage, uh, I think they have an advantage. I do. And I don't think I've ever said that publicly. Maybe I have, but what I think here is that they're able to test a bunch of different markets because they're out there putting up five of this and 10 of this in all different markets. They don't really care that it's specific to their brand. They're just looking at products that they think they can sell. Could be board games, right? It could be books. It could be, uh, you know, toys. It could be a Nerf gun or it could be any of that stuff, right? So, when they, when you're starting to test all of these different products in, in all these different markets, you can start to see if there's, you know, markets that buy more frequently or that, that buy certain products related around this stuff. So I'd be using it as a way to make money. I'd be using it as a way to learn the system and also learn the markets. Um, so that's just, again, if you're on a limited budget, that's an opportunity to take advantage of and you can get started today, right? Hashtag start now or no, that's not it. It's hashtag just start. Start now. That's another one. Hashtag start now. No, hashtag just start. Hashtag take action, right? So that's, uh, that's what I would say there. So hopefully this has been helpful. Again, thank you so much for submitting that question and, uh, and giving, giving me your, your feedback and, and kind of like, uh, you know, how the podcast has helped you. I really, really appreciate that. And I am rooting for you. All right. So let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott. Uh, what's up? It's Nico here from Argentina. I have a question related to stock inventory. When you're running low on in inventory um, and you have to wait to, uh, until your order gets to Amazon, um, would you raise your price and turn off PPC or would you just leave it like it is and sell out? What do you think is better in terms of uh, getting back your sales as soon as you have new inventory? Thanks a lot. 
Hey, Nico from Argentina. What's up, man? That is awesome. I love it when I'm getting these international uh, questions because, uh, well, it just means that there's people listening all over the world and it's just awesome. I mean, Chris and I, Chris Schaefer and I, that is, when we do our live workshops, uh, we get people that, that tune in from all over the world and it's just amazing to be able to to uh, to speak to you guys. Uh, it's just never been a better time. So I'm always amazed by that. So really, really grateful that you, uh, that you sent in this question and I look forward to answering it for you. So what do you say? Let's go ahead and do that, right? <laughs> all right. So uh, to answer your question, uh, if you're running out of stock, running out of inventory, the first thing that we're all said to do, and I believe that you should do this, is start to slowly increase your price, okay? Now, that could backfire on you. And what I mean by that is your sales could go up because now perceived value sometimes is, well, everyone else is, you know, $19.95 and this person's $29.95, so it must be better. Uh, so that's, you know, that can happen. Now, another negative to that is then you could also start getting refunds later down the line and that could hurt your sales in the future. So there's some different things here, a little balancing act that we got to think about, but I would probably first off just start slowly increasing it. I wouldn't jump from like, you know, 1995 to 2995. I'd go maybe raise it a couple bucks, maybe $2, and I'd give that a day, and then I'd do it again, and then I would do it again. If if I seen that the sales were still increasing, then I would just try to jump it a little bit just to try to, you know, to to go ahead and try to do that. But you know, that might not work long enough because you might just not have enough inventory. And if that happens, you're going to run out of inventory. It's not the end of the world. Uh, you know, yes, it's going to, you know, affect your BSR temporarily. But once you get inventory back in stock, you can go ahead and get that back relatively quickly by just, you know, doing a small little giveaway if you need to, or maybe just trying pay-per-click at first. And then you'll see that because you've already been ranked there before, if you can start to spike those sales through that keyword or the keywords that you want to rank for, it won't be that long before you'll start ranking again. Uh, it's not like you have a brand new listing that is starting from scratch again. You have some history there and Amazon knows that it's in their algorithm. You just need to influence it. And again, and that might be uh, with pay-per-click and with a promotion, both, maybe just one. I would probably start with just some Amazon pay-per-click. And then if that didn't work, I might spike it a little bit with a, a small promotion. Um, but yeah, it's not the end of the world. It's a good thing that, you know, you have product that's selling, right? I mean, I know a lot of people say I'm kind of on that, on that fence where I'm excited, but you know, cause I'm selling, but then on the other hand, I'm going to run out of stock and I, everything I've worked for is going to kind of go away. And you know, I, I've seen it happen time and time again. And everyone that's ever run out of stock. They tell me the minute they get new stock in and they run either a promotion or they turn on Amazon pay-per-click, it's usually a couple days and they're back in the ranking. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. And congratulations on selling product. I mean, that's the first thing we need to celebrate, right? You have product that's selling. That's a good thing. We could be sitting here talking about, I've got a whole bunch of product that I can't get rid of, right? So think of the positive and great job. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. All right, let's listen to another question and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott Milton here from Utah. Really appreciated what you're doing. Awesome podcast, and uh, please keep up the work. It's uh, definitely motivating and very helpful. Uh, quick question. I'm listening to all your podcasts. I'm on fifth something, but I was looking about the tools that you're using, and I found that uh, you talked about on 135th. So I just heard that one, and, and I had a question, because uh, in the beginning you mentioned uh, a tool that you were using, uh, Feedback Genius, that apparently you were not using that anymore. Sales Backer apparently is the one you're using. Can you confirm that, if that's really what you're doing, and the benefits between one and the other? Appreciate it. Thank you. 
Hey, Milton, thank you so much for the question. And yes, you are 100% right. I have switched. Um, I was using Feedback Genius in the beginning, and uh, I have nothing against Feedback Genius. I think they're a great company. Uh, they are a, a, a pretty large company, and uh, they, they do have some great tools because they don't just have that one tool. They have other tools. Um, but the one thing that I found, and, and again, they've had some updates since I stopped using them, and they've kind of added some of those features that I wish they would have had before, uh, but you know... I got to be honest, you know, I've been talking to Chris Guthrie, who is the creator of Salesbacker, and um, he is a private labeler as well, and he built it for private labelers. When you look at Feedback Genius, that was really built in the beginning, from what I understand, it was built in the beginning for just, you know, Amazon sellers to build up their feedback. That's why it's Feedback Genius, right? So, you know, when you were doing retail arbitrage, you know, people wanted to build up their seller feedback because then it would give them more authority and they'd have a better account and they could, you know, outdo their their competitors and all that stuff. And then we kind of went into this private labeling thing and Feedback Genius was still able to deliver emails to uh, your customers, but it was feedback driven. And in order to do, you know, reviews, you had to just kind of like, you know, I kind of just kind of created my own little template system through there. So this way here, I could start asking for reviews as well um, and kind of reminding them and delivering that content. So that was like a big thing for me. The other thing is like your notifications. You were only getting notifications in sales, in uh, not sales, in uh, Feedback Genius. You were only getting uh, notifications. You could set it that if you got a notification for a negative feedback that you would be alerted. And that was great, but nothing for a review. So Salesbacker fixed that problem and, uh, and they actually will notify you. Now, I think Feedback Genius has, has created, uh, an option now for that, um, if I'm not mistaken, but a Salesbacker has that built in. Salesbacker all, also has a, like a BSR thing inside. I know it's not really related to your reviews necessarily, but it's, it's a little stat that you can look at inside there. Um, you can also see, um, all of your metrics inside of there as far as like your conversions for, uh, seller feedback and for reviews. Um, they have some templates that are built in so you can select from your drop down menu um, different types of templates that are already created for you and then you can just customize them uh, so all that and I know that salesbacker Chris Guthrie um, you know his company I know that they're rolling out new features and uh, and they're always trying to uh, to create you know just a better experience for the user the for us and also for the customer now the one thing I love about it is It'll notify me of a negative review. And then from there, I can, I can click on that link in my email and it'll take me directly to that person that left that review. And I can comment right there. I don't have to just go and say, Oh, I got a negative review. I got to go over to my listing. I got to go scroll through to my reviews and I got to find it. And then I can comment because I think that you should be commenting on negative reviews and you can even comment on positive reviews. Uh, you know, just to show that you're, you're monitoring them and you're, you're, uh, you know, you're in tune with your market. But what I love about it is is if I get a negative review, not a feedback, I mean, you can do it for both, but a negative review, it'll send me an email and say, you just received a three-star review, and then it'll have a link to that listing and to that particular uh, review, and then I can comment right there. So it saves a lot of time, and I can also have a VA, virtual assistant, that is, do that work for me if I want. Now, I know there's some other things that I can't even really mention yet because they aren't official, but there are some really cool things that they're going to be rolling out because they're always listening to us private labelers because that's what they are um you know the creators of it just like you know jungle scout greg mercer you know he was a private labeler and uh, just an amazon seller in general before he built jungle scout he built that tool
tool for himself. And again, Chris Guthrie kind of built this tool for himself and what he thought that the market would find useful. And that's what he's done there. So um, I'm a really, really big fan of it. But I will say, you know, I know the guys over at Feedback Genius and they're good people and they have great, they have a great software team and they have great products. Uh, but um, right now, personally, I recommend Salesbacker and that's what I use. But I think either of them will do the job for you. Um, it's just Salesbacker, I think, has some some benefits that uh, that I like. And also they're going to be having some new ones coming out and they're always listening and adding um, for the private labeler. Um, so that's that. So uh, if you guys wanted to check out Salesbacker, it's on my resource page. You can go there. I am an affiliate for them as well um, as I am for Feedback Genius because I was using them and I totally, you know, support their business. But it's really just, I think it's just a you know, whatever you're comfortable with and it's going to do similar things. It's just what features are important to you. Um, so anyway, just want to throw that out there. Uh, but again, you can find the resources to all the different tools that I use on my resource page at theamazingseller.com forward slash resources. And if you wanted to go directly to Salesbacker, you can just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash reviews. All right. So, uh, guys, I think that is going to wrap up all of the questions for today. Um, if you have a question and you want me to answer it, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask or just head over to the blog and click on my, uh, my, my mugshot there and, uh, and click on that. And then you can ask a question there. Leave your first name and where you're tuning in from. And then also a brief question. And I'll do my best to air it on the show. Once again, guys, I want to thank you for hanging out with me, uh, listening to me. I know there's a lot of different options out there for podcasts. You guys have kept this podcast in the top 50 of all of business and I appreciate it. And, uh, it just proves that you guys are awesome awesome uh, listeners and I really, really appreciate it. So uh, yeah, just thank you. All right, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Have an amazing day. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day and I'll see you in the next episode.